Hello guys, welcome back to the Three Pixels podcast. It is time for some more tech and it's all about YouTube in this episode. So if you're interested, buckle up and enjoy the ride. You're tuned in to the Three Pixels podcast. This episode is produced by Ben Ridley. So what is the lowdown here? YouTube is facing a new wave of criticism over the alarming number of predatory comments and videos targeting young children. The latest concern started with a Reddit post submitted to Art Drama and a YouTube video exposing, in quotations, a wormhole into a softcore paedophilia ring on YouTube. This is according to Matt Watson. Now, if you don't know who he is, he's a former YouTube creator who returned with a single video and a live stream about the topic. He demonstrated how a search for something like a bikini haul, a subgenre of video where women show various bikinis they've purchased, can lead to disturbing and exploitative videos of children. Let me just get things straight here. The videos aren't pornographic in nature, but the comments here are full of people timestamping specific scenes that sexualize the child or children in the video. Comments about how beautiful young girls are also litter the comment section. It is really disturbing. So back to Watson. Although his video is not gaining mainstream attention, this isn't the first time that YouTube has dealt with this issue. Back two years, 2017, YouTube updated its policies to address an event known as ElsaGate, in which disturbing, sexualized content was being recommended to children. That same year, YouTube decided to close some comment section on videos with children in an attempt to block predatory behavior from pedophiles. If you want to go back even further, as early as 2013, Google changed its search algorithm to prevent exploitative content from appearing in searches on both Google and YouTube. But despite years of public outcry, YouTube still hasn't found a way of effectively dealing with apparent predators on its platform. Now, this has been widely criticized in the past, so I will not be the first one to mention this, but the heart of the problem is YouTube's recommendation algorithm. As Watson demonstrated in his video, it literally took two clicks to go from a woman showcasing bikinis she's purchased to a video of a young girl. Although the video is innocent itself, the comments below, which include timestamps calling out certain angles in the video and predatory responses to the images, really aren't. So YouTube have come back with a statement. Any content including comments that endangers minors is abhorrent and we have clear policies prohibiting this from YouTube. We enforce these policies aggressively, reporting it to the relevant authorities, removing it from our platform and terminating accounts. We continue to invest heavily in technology, teams and partnerships with charities to tackle this issue. So in the wake of some really bad press, YouTube decided to take more drastic measures to solve the problem. And recently they decided that they would completely disable comments from all videos featuring minors. A complete blanket ban for better or worse. So according to YouTube, they have quietly disabled comments on tens of millions of videos that could be subject to predatory behavior. Though it's unclear exactly what the criteria entails, the post also states that while a small number of creators would be allowed to have comments available on their videos, those creators would have to actively moderate their comments beyond YouTube's existing moderation tools and would have to completely demonstrate a low risk of predatory behavior. So you're probably thinking, how does this affect the actual creators on YouTube, the 
genuine creators out there who are doing no harm and are being affected by a minority group who are abusing the system. In all honesty, it's already sparked quite a bit of anger in this sub-community of YouTube, many of whom rely on the comment section to connect with other YouTubers. And, you know, just for goodwill, it's worth noting that most YouTube creators out there, the biggest percentage of them are actually minors, they're under 18. Vloggers out there really believe that they're being punished for the actions of a small minority of predators. I wanted to share some people's voices, so here is a selection of content creators who are unhappy about this situation. Reading the comment section, it's like our only uh, place of feedback from our audience. It'd be the most depressing thing to not know what my own fans thought of my newest video. It's such a strange thing to think about. And it's very discouraging as a content creator to not know what your audience thought of your newest video. It's just very strange to think about. This may be the direction we're heading on YouTube. I do YouTube because I love interacting with you guys and I love sharing my life with you guys. But at the moment, what it feels like to me is I'm going to be sharing my life to no one. No one's going to be able to interact. No one's going to be able to comment. I'm sure YouTube is going to fix the problem in the future, but as of right now, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm hoping within the next few weeks this gets sorted and it's not an issue anymore. However, if this happens to be a permanent solution, which it doesn't look like it will be, but if it happens to be a permanent solution that YouTube is just not going to let comments allowed on family vloggers' videos, I, I don't think I'm going to continue doing YouTube videos. Now, it's all good to get caught up in the anger and fury of the situation, especially as a content creator. I can understand the frustration it can cause. But in the absence of moderators obsessively screening every single video on YouTube, it seems that concerns of YouTube's users are taking a backseat to those of advertisers who provide Google with nearly $3.9 billion in ad revenue. While it may be an unpopular decision, and it's, it's a real difficult call, disabling the comments for the videos aimed at children seems to be the quickest way for YouTube to do damage control. It's a balance to keep advertisers happy and stop anything from aspiring out of control and more bad press from affecting the brand. At the end of the day, YouTube is a company, yet they're a platform with a community and they rely on that community, but they have to do what's right for them as a business, because if there's no business, then there's no YouTube and then there's no community. It, it's kind of a domino effect. So there we have it. Whether you like it or not, YouTube is gonna change, I think, over the next few years. Things like this can't be left alone. And as people get more creative in the way they try and abuse the platform, YouTube will just have to respond in being more strict with what they allow and what works. And it's really sad to see. I would love for the platform to be open and for everyone to live happily and nothing like this to happen. But unfortunately, it's just not the way the internet works and it's just not the way the real world works. And as long as YouTube can still thrive as a platform, I do think it still has a bright future. Although everyone's a bit on edge at the moment to what's going on, I think that you know once we get over this hurdle and YouTube figures out a more long-term solution, everything will be back to normal and content creators can still create the amazing videos that they create and will grow as an online community. I would really love to know what you think on this. Are you a content creator? Would you like to have a conversation with me about this topic? Definitely get in touch, we'd love to hear from you. As a content viewer, what's your opinion on this? 
Do you feel that this is fair? Do you think YouTube's doing the right thing? Do you feel them to be maybe a bit more money hungry and not looking after the community? I'd be interested to find out. And with that, thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode, please hit that subscribe button. We've got so much great content coming out at the moment and I'd love for you to be on the journey with us. You can check out all our social media in the episode notes below. Thank you very much and I'll see you guys on the next one. You've been listening to the Three Pixels podcast with Alan Taylor, Martin Gregory and me, Ben Ridley. Music provided by Epidemic Sound. With that, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Good night.